Welcome to the second season of Big Business Insights, the old mutual corporate podcast where we discuss issues that concern senior decision makers, particularly human capital managers in large enterprises. Each episode focuses on one topic that is top of mind for today's business leaders, aiming to provide you with key insights to improve your employees' work experience and financial wellness. Make your business fit for the future as you navigate towards it. I'm Blessing Utete, and today's topic is about the modern world of work. It might not seem that way, but the five-day work week is not as old as you may think. France only adopted it in 1940, and in Germany it was formalized as recently as in the 1950s. Yet the four-day work week is already a buzzword, and several large corporates are experimenting with it. Today we're having a conversation with Lindiwe Special, MD designate of REM Channel, who conducted a survey to find out how the idea is developing in South Africa. This is an important trend to keep track of. If you're looking to find out or keep top talent in your business, welcome, Lindiwe. Thank you, Blessing. Thank you very much. Now, to get into it, would you just maybe give us a, a, some context in terms of what is the four-day work week? What is this all about? Yeah, so the four-day work week is another work model that's emerged. Um, as you rightfully said, we typically work 40 hours a week, which is the five days uh, of uh, work week. So the four-day work week basically reduces that to four days, meaning 32 hours in a week. It's important to note that um, the four-day work week aims to improve employee engagement and well-being uh, by reducing the hours that people spend at work. But most importantly, it also aims to improve productivity because the more well people are, the more they are able to integrate life and work, the more they are able to then focus when they are actually at work and hence the productivity improvement. There's different ways that organizations are looking at achieving that 32 hours. So it's not a Friday off or a Monday off for that Mm. matter. In fact, I've just read about an organization that's giving its employees two half days in the week to make for that 32 um, hours. So there's creative ways that organizations can achieve the four-day work week so long as it works for them and still drives the productivity, which is the ultimate objective. Interesting. So it's not just a Friday uh, off. It's uh, it's actually, uh, it can be, it can work any any which way uh, that suits the organization. Mm. Uh, now, maybe just into your survey that you did. Tell us more about the survey and what actually were you looking for? What were you assessing in the survey? As you know, REM Channel does a lot of surveys, and this was one of the surveys that we did in April, soon after the pilot of the four-day work week launched in South Africa. I think it launched in March um, Mm -hmm. of this year. It's a six-month pilot. So the intent of the survey was really to understand what organizations were thinking about in terms of the four-day work week and the pilot. So the outcomes of this survey were quite interesting in that 90% of respondents actually believed that the four-day work week will improve the work-life balance of employees. How many respondents did you get, sorry, Lindy? How many respondents responded to the survey before you go to telling us? We had quite a good sample uh, blessing. We have obviously a lot of corporates that are members or that subscribe to our survey platform. So we had 67 participants respond to this particular survey. So that 90% talks to that 67. Um, in addition to that 90% that believed employee work-life balance will improve with a four-day work week, 
there was 61% um, of participants that also believed that employee performance would improve, linking to that productivity objective that I mentioned earlier. And then 72% to the point that you made about talent attraction and retention also believed that it would increase talent retention. Yeah, that's uh, some interesting st- uh, statistics coming out of there because, I mean, as you say, talent is key. I mean, uh, and also the fact that it's actually significantly improving productivity. Mm-hmm. What are the other insights that came out of the, the survey that, that you think we would need to have a look at here? Well, as to whether it's actually improving productivity or not, I'm sure we will still hear mm. from the pilot study that's currently um, underway or it should actually have finished by August because it was a six-month pilot. So mm-hmm. we all look looking to hear what the results are in terms of the objectives of the three-day uh, or, sorry, four-day work week, those three objectives that I mentioned mm. earlier. So the other insight uh, blessing that's coming through quite clearly is that 76% of the participants actually believe that employees would not take a pay cut in order to work four days. And that's interesting, but it's also not a concern because, as I said, the focus of the four-day work week is productivity. So the pay formula would be you get the um, salary of a five-day work week in a reduced time uh, at work of four days so long as the productivity remains at the same level as you were working five days. So that's a key takeaway because it's not about um, reducing cost, for instance, or is it about getting less output? It's actually about finding ways of increasing productivity or at least maintaining it for the same amount of pay that employees who work a four-day work week would expect to be paid if they worked a five-day work week. Mm. Now, I can imagine uh, no no employees would want to take a pay cut, but not uh, at all. but they also would not want to take uh, work home for that fifth day either. Absolutely, and you do want to make sure that people do have lots more time to improve well-being, work-life integration, and so on. So, how much buy-in is there amongst uh, South African corporates uh, for this? Do, is there a belief that this this is largely positive and and can generate the the objectives that you mentioned? It seems so blessing because, as we said earlier, there is the pilot in South Africa that uh, started in uh, March. I think it's a six-month pilot. So it will be interesting to see the results of that pilot. But from our surveys, um, when we looked at organizations that would want to participate um, in that pilot, we found that there was still a bit of hesitancy in the South African context. 46% of the respondents actually said they were not sure. So there was a lot of unsure, uh, maybe, and so on. I think everybody's still wanting to see how this will pan out. Um, 28% though said yes, they would participate in the pilot. Mm. And 3% of that 28% were already part of the pilot study, which means there's definitely appetite. And this is because all organizations are probably looking at employee-centric ways of um, enhancing their value proposition. And then the 26% balance said no, they wouldn't participate. Mm. So what we're finding also based on those responses, for instance, is that organizations need to think about the reasons why they would want to participate in a four-day work week. So you need to think about the challenges that you are facing from a value proposition perspective and whether a four-day work week would address those challenges or not. You also have to think about the products and services that you offer to your clients. Would they be able to be delivered within the context of a four-day work week? So there's various considerations and therefore this is not some 
something that would work for all organizations. Each organization needs to take its context into consideration before adopting a four-day work week. And are there then trends that companies can consider as part of the EVP um, to, for example, make uh, make it uh, a talent magnet uh, in terms of the war for talent? Absolutely blessing. So one of the surveys that we also conduct um, every second year as REM Channel is the Employee Benefits Survey, which looks at broader um, type of benefits that organizations um, offer. So the last survey that we did was in 2021. We actually in um, flight now with the next survey, which will be published in December 2023. So it results in a, um, you know, employee benefits guide that organizations can use to consider the various elements uh, that they can offer to enhance their value proposition. Um, in the 2021 survey, there were interesting insights that came about. Obviously, so, from the pandemic, you would have probably seen quite a few things coming out of there. Well, what did you pick out of that one? That's a very important question, Blessing, and it actually highlights the fact that the four-day work week is part of a plethora of benefits that organizations can offer to make their value proposition attractive. But our 2021 survey, which obviously resulted in the employee guide to benefits, indicated quite a number of things broader than just the four-day work week that employers can look um, to do to enhance their value proposition, especially post-COVID. There's mm. been so many employee-centric ways of making sure that organizations enhance their value proposition mm. and are able to attract, engage, and retain talent for that matter. So there's a few trends that's coming up um, that are already reflected in our 2021 Employee Benefits Guide. One of them is home office support. As you know, we all worked um, at home or remotely during COVID. A lot of organizations have since adopted hybrid work models. In other words, they're not back full-time in the office, and therefore your home office is actually now recognized as a place of work. And organizations are therefore providing support to their employees to make sure that they set up their home offices in the right way to address that employee wellness, um, well-being, as you would, for instance, um, you know, be set up to sit mm. in an office. The other trend that's coming through is staggered work um, hours. And this is really about reducing the frustration that employees can experience if everybody is driving mm. to the office at the same time, particularly for those organizations that have returned um, to the work site or to the office. They are looking at staggering those hours to reduce the traffic congestion and therefore the frustration that comes with that. Another one that came through was variable hours, which also talks to the flexibility around encompassing the whole being of an employee's life, including outside of work. And that's really to help with picking up school children mm. and so on during the work day so that, um, you know, there's accommodation for that. The last one, which we've seen in quite a number of co uh, organizations, especially starting during the COVID time, was reducing the number of meetings. So organizations have set aside, um, you know, uh, meeting free days where there's no internal meetings to, again, help employees from a well-being perspective um, and ensure that people are not always in meetings, but they also have time to get the work done.
Mm. And I mean, that, these are quite interesting points uh, coming out of the survey. I mean, overall, in terms of just work-life balance, what's your sense of have these things really landed for companies? And, and you know, from your knowledge in, in the reward space, what's your view? There's a general positiveness about it. I think it has enhanced the traditional ways in which we used to work. So there's aspects of these things that are definitely working. But like we said earlier, it's not something that's a one size fits all. So organizations Mm -hmm. definitely have to consider of all the different things that they can do, which one would best meet their needs. And that's a very important consideration because even within an organization, the type of work that's being done by different people needs to be taken into consideration. There are jobs that are front um, facing. In other words, they are client facing. And depending on what products and services that organization offers, those jobs may not be conducive to a four day work week if those people need to be available all the time to serve clients. Yeah. Very interesting takeouts from that, from that survey. Now, now, as we come to a conclusion, uh, Lindy, I, I think we've, we've covered the, the four day work week as part of the employee value proposition. But just in terms of, of that, you know, how do you think uh, organizations can combine these? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thinking around the four day work week, the benefits guide that you've, you've related just now. How can employee, employers look at these to really significantly change their EVPs? Absolutely. And you're right. It's, it's, it's about the context of the organization. What in their employee value proposition are they trying to enhance? What are the challenges that they need to address? And therefore look at broader elements, um, of remuneration and benefits in order to make sure that the value proposition they ultimately have is one that is conducive to talent, but also enables them to really be productive and drive the right performance for all their stakeholders. So it's not a one-size-fits-all, as we've said already. It needs to be contextual in terms of the things that the organization wants to achieve. In terms of the four-day work week itself, it must achieve um, reduced time, but improve employee well-being as well as productivity within that reduced time um, frame. So it's really one of many elements that make up a meaningful value proposition to employees. Key too is the fact that organizations need to have the flexibility to customize according to employee needs. As part of managing your people, you need to understand what makes them tick. What are the things that they would like um, the employment environment to create for them in order for them to be most uh, productive? And mm. these are the things that we do as REM Channel. Mm. We really help organizations through our various insights that we have structure employee value propositions both from a remuneration as well as a benefits perspective that talk to what it is that they want to drive from the employment relationship to the benefit of the employee as well as the organization and ultimately to make sure that the business strategy is achieved. Very interesting, Lindu. I must say, I, I also have looked at this uh, at this guide and found it very rich in terms of information around what employers are are thinking and doing in uh, in terms of benefits, particularly not even just on the re- uh, traditional retirement benefits, yeah. but there are also good insights around even leave. I saw in yes, um, yes, yes. There's all sorts of leave that coming that's coming out mm. now. I think there's few organisations that actually took centre stage. Um, 
by offering unlimited leave, mm. again, to encourage employees to take time off and be with, um, you know, their families or do the things that they do when they are not um, at work. There's also other types of leave that are emerging. Um, some organizations even have pet bereavement leave. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? Wow. And again, it's contextual. You need to look at what your employees are looking for, and hence the discussion we had earlier around understand your people, talk to them, offer a value proposition that's responsive to their needs. Hmm. And so just in conclusion then, then Lindy, what would be, what are the key takeouts that, uh, that you think employers need to think about when they think about this concept of employee value proposition, so this benefits guide you've mentioned, and then now we've just been talking about the four-day work week? Context is very important. What organization are you in? What business are you in? What do you offer to your clients and how can that best be offered? The employee value proposition needs to be again contextualized as we've just said. Be clear what it is that you are trying to address in terms of offering any of these elements because not all of them can work in the same way. So it isn't a one size fits all. It must address the challenges and or the opportunity that you see can enhance um, your value proposition. It must improve employee engagement productivity, as we said earlier, is the key focus of all these work models. And it must ultimately enable you to engage your employees and also offer a meaningful value proposition to them. And as we said, it's just one way. The four day work week is one of many elements that organizations need to look at. And this is why at REM Channel and Old Mutual Corporate Consultants, we've got the data insights that can help organizations navigate this plethora of things that are coming up in order for them to make sure that they are adopting the right practices mm. that are suitable to addressing the challenges that they may have in their business, or not only challenges, but the opportunities to further enhance their value propositions. So that's what we are here for. Both REM Channel and all mutual corporate consultants have the deep expertise required to make that happen for our clients. Very insightful. Thank you very much, Lindiwe. Thank you, Blessing. And this has been quite an insightful conversation. So really appreciate it. Thank Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Business Insights. I hope this helps you do big business better. Follow the Old Mutual Big Business Insights podcast and toggle on notifications to get the alert when a new episode is live. To find out more about Old Mutual Corporate, visit oldmutual.co.za forward slash corporates. Old Mutual, do great things every day. Old Mutual Life Assurance Company South Africa Limited is a licensed FSP and life insurer.